For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs with Chris Schubert floating around. We are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. We're brought to you by Bet Online. And folks, as sad as it may be that football is over for this season, basketball oh, is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Check out their website. You could do it on your desktop or mobile device. We'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. They've got hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. They've even got Vegas casino games. So check them out. It's your number one online wagering destination, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Monday to you. Hey, what's going on? Feel like uh, feel feels a little odd spending time with you for a week and then not spending time with you now and I'm glad we're back with Chris. I missed Chris dearly. So um, mixed emotions today as we put the combine behind us and get ready to transition into free agency out of the franchise tag window ends tomorrow at four o'clock. So it's going to be probably a pretty hectic 24 hours or so. Uh, So yeah, buckle in. Yeah. Last case of emotions right now. It, it, I, I hear it. it's wide ranging. I will say this. You speak of the franchise yeah. tag thing. We're not talking franchise tag here, but before you got on here, Chris and I were having a conversation. He's like, he's like, Oh, I'm so happy that the, uh, you know, he said the best news I've heard today is that the chiefs franchise tagged Orlando Brown. And I, and I paused and I'm like, Oh, he was Chris afraid here? the jets were going to sign him. No, no, oh. it wasn't that. It was the most roundabout way for him to say, well, that means they're probably not going to bring back Tyron Matthew, which means there's a safety on the open market who get could get paid whatever that is it 18 or 17 million for the bet that you guys have. Chris is Chris come is on, on come, one about come this. Out here. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Imagine not watching on YouTube so you could uh you could Appreciate not see him float in. Effect there. Yeah, yeah. We are here to talk about the NFL scouting combine and some of the big implications based on what we witnessed over the last week. And I guess we'll start talking the offense first, Kyle. Um, There it is. Wow. Uh, It's not, I guess it's that we will because we are Chris did a great job of producing this podcast, which has a great indicator here that it's offense first. (laughs) Let's talk about some players. Let's go. Go ahead. It's yours. Bring up the first player you want on the offensive side of the ball. Well, no, I I think the first observation I have is, the skill players were fast. And I know the track yeah. in general, the turf was fast. But like, how many wide receivers ran sub four? It was like eight. nine, eight. eight. Did we have a single tight end, not fullback, 
with respect to Hall out of Oklahoma. Do we have a single tight end that ran slower than four seven nine? I don't think we did. Uh, at least during the, <laughs> at least in real time. I don't know about official times. Yeah, but the unofficial there, there was... times, it was like everybody was four sevens or better. The quarterback. We had some fast, right? It was like, and obviously that extends to the defensive side of the ball, but staying on the offensive segment here, it was just like, I don't know. I, I guess instead of looking at this from an individual player perspective, helping their their resume, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on the historical comparisons versus what we got this year and what you do with that data. Does this give more value to Pro Day? Uh, at, at least if you have a general expectation of pro day locations from team to team is going to be more consistent, I think, than old combine test scores in the 40 than this year. So a lot of thoughts there. First of all, yes, I think we learned over the last week that this is one of the fastest, if not the fastest draft class ever, right? Like not being hyperbolic, these times were outrageous. And at some position groups, it is firmly the fastest groups of all time. Secondly, there's a lot of guys here that tested and ran fast that I'm glad did it at Indy because otherwise I'd, I've had questions, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. some of these guys really showed up and, and, and showed out with their speed and explosiveness. And um, I, I think I think wide receivers, that, that spot where there was a lot of guys. I mean, look, look at Christian Watson coming in, running that 4-3-6. And I mean – both of the Ohio State receivers are four, three guys in Christian or uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and some of the depth players in, in Danny Gray, Bo Melton, Valus Jones, Calvin Austin is a four, three guy. I mean, these these receivers are blazing fast, and like Sky Moore and Alec Pierce are right on the cusp of that. Man, this this receiver class is deep in so many ways, but in one way that it's super deep is with speed. Here's my question for you, because you mentioned two names there in Bo Melton and Valus Jones, who we saw at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. When you watch those guys at the Senior Bowl, did you think either one of those two guys was four or three guys? No, I thought I thought they were fast. But and I and I, yeah. whenever Valus ran that four three one, you remember you were sitting right there. I went to my scouting report. I was like, oh my God, what did I say about his thank, speed? And I was like, God I very favorable. Speed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, his speed is an asset. I'm like, okay, thank God, because you know, I, I you don't remember every detail about every player, but I, I think that the Senior Bowl and obviously the Combine were better opportunities for him to showcase his speed than any opportunity he had at Tennessee. That's fair. Hey, how about uh, Jelani Woods? How high? Yeah. How high is the ceiling now for Jelani Woods? So Jelani Woods, tight end, Virginia, four six one four, in six, the forty one. yard dash. Yeah. And he's big too. Uh, my my computer is loading his two sixty. Like six 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 and a half, two sixty. Ran four six, six seven, two fifty. Thirty four and an eighth, four six one. Yeah, and then he he had yeah. the the twenty four bench press reps as well. Um, yeah. The thing with with a guy like Jelani Woods, three year player at Oklahoma State, where he went there to play quarterback, and he transitions to tight end, where I, I don't know, like maybe he caught like thirty balls across three seasons. He was a blocker. And then he goes to Virginia, and he was one of the most productive tight ends in the ACC this year. I mean, a big part of that explosive Virginia offense. And um, I don't know that he plays that fast. I I think he's still learning how to be a route runner and use his athleticism for it to matter in the passing game. But my goodness, you have to love the physical upside at that size that we saw. And we saw glimpses of it. I mean, his game against Illinois – 
one of the better tight end games you're going to watch all season from any prospect. Well, and I think about um, even if he's a tenth of a second slower in real time speed versus what he tested, you're four seven at two sixty. <laughs> like that's still a, re- a really good time. So I think he's one of those fascinating players in a, a very deep tight end group. That who's going to bet on the upside with him? No, he's because he's got immeasure or the things he can't coach in his size and length, but then he also has good speed to go along with it and a, and a glass ceiling that we don't know how high it is because he's still new to the position. So Kyle, I know that we're talking combine and, and all that, and, and it's always fun to talk about the skill guys, but, but how about Trevor Penning? I mean, 330 pounds, four, eight, nine in the 40 good, good agility, seven, two, five, four, six, two for, for his size. He was faster than Charles Cross, Kyle. Yeah, the and they cross, both ran good cross. times, but one ran four eight nine, one ran four nine five, and Cross did it at what three oh six. Yeah, the cross, the Charles Cross stands are furious because we gave some, some love to Trevor Penning, and I know we mocked Trevor Penning over Charles Cross Multiple coming out of times. the Senior Bowl, yeah. and then yeah, the, the Cross fans were upset. Now, to be fair to Charles Cross. I just did a mock draft, and we're going to do that tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk about that tomorrow on the show. But um, I had both of those guys going in the top eight. So I don't think – Four tackles in the top Cross, eight? Yeah. I don't think you can be you – know, you can't be too mad at me <laughs> if I just have – my personal flavor probably has padding a little higher. I have a mock draft question, but that we'll save it for, for tomorrow, obviously. I'm also swooning over Chris Paul, man. He's another big dude. He he ran four eight nine as well at massive size and just the, the physical ability you see on tape, man, um, more, was more than validated at the combine. What do we what do we do with Brees Hall now? Yeah, so Brees Hall, yeah. He did four three nine. His jumps were good. Um, Forty inch vert. Yeah, and he did so at like we, two, two twelve or something like that. I I think with Brees Hall, I didn't really have any concerns about his athleticism. Maybe he was a little yeah. more athletic than I expected. Yeah, but right. I still have questions about the instincts here. Yeah. But you look at if you look at that physical profile, where does that physical profile get drafted when he has the production that Brees Hall has? Production size, athleticism. I mean, the boxes are is checked as hard as they can be. Yep. But and I'm in the same boat as you. Like I watch. I know. Film. With you. Yep. Some of it. So like. I don't know. Predictively, if you had to say right now, oh, where's Brees going to get drafted? Yeah, I still think he's a day. He's probably a day two pick. Where? Second uh, round or third round? Put your flag in the ground. I think he gets drafted in the second man? round now. I think he gets drafted in the second round now. I I mean I guess probably the second round. Yes. Oh wow! I was hoping we could get a box of Bill Bars on that, but that's fine. No, no. <laughs> it c- contract doing the Ken- Kenneth Walker evaluation this morning and just comparing their instincts as a runner. Mm-hmm. Not in the same stratosphere, right? No, sir. No, sir. 
Kenneth's different really planet. Good. It's just Kenneth just needs to get the th- the passing down stuff taken care of, and he'll be really which. Good. Yeah, and I I would almost angle that more towards pass pro than receiving ability. I know he didn't get a ton of opportunity to catch a football, but uh, when he did, I thought there were some nice moments. But the pass pro uh, stuff is is okay. is not there. Agree to disagree. Um, what are you any, on his eighteen any, targets? <laughs> He had all year. Thought he caught the ball okay. Well, it's it that gets into a very draft specific focus of what a player judge a player based on what he can do, not what he hasn't been asked to do, right? And I right. get he wasn't asked to be involved in the passing game, but I don't know. I saw that. I, I thought he fought the ball a couple of times. I thought there were some opportunities where he his ability to address the football kind of cost him the opportunity to get upfield a little bit. That's all. And that's that's probably that's probably true. But would. You, Going back to the statement that I made, I'm more concerned about Kenneth Walker as a pass blocker than a pass catcher at this point. You can be, be concerned well, yeah. about both. Yes, but I think that also <laughs> says more about what the pass pro looks like than anything else. <laughs> Good runner, man. Good runner with the football. Amazing, I'll tell you that. amazing. And I was glad he ran well because I thought he had some juice. And a lot of the projections were like four or five. And I'm like, uh, he's got a little more than that, right? I'm like, do I need to get my eyes checked? Well, and then he ran faster than I ever thought he could. So I'll take that. I'll put that down as a win. Anybody else offensively? Um, no, I want to. We got to talk defense. We got to talk about Jordan Davis having the the greatest yes, combine ever. Combine ever. Yeah, literally ever. What are you doing with it? Well, how are you? How are you processing that? How are you reconciling that? I think the questions around Jordan stem to. I'm not surprised he dropped 20 pounds and magically tested good. Right. Like that should surprise nobody. Right. The questions for Jordan are more so in my mind, where's his playing weight going to be when he starts his NFL career? What direction is his playing weight going to trend towards? Is it going to go back up? Is it going to stay down? Um, and then I do think, you know, if this is how good of an athlete that he is, then he's suddenly not this high floor player that I think like he's a high floor player as a nose tackle. But if this is the kind of athleticism this dude has, then I kind of look at him as somebody who has all this untapped potential as a disruptive player in the front. And I need to see him continue to uh, showcase good get off and burst and, and be able to not just bowl and, and bulldoze centers, but win as far as, getting into gaps and creating penetration and his consistency of discarding blocks laterally to get off clean so that he can then go get in pursuit. You see the flashes of him doing that, but the consistency in doing that is I'm going to drive, I'm going to get three steps of momentum. And then instead of like getting rid of a guy, I'm just going to try and scrape and he's kind of going to be holding on for dear life and go along with me, but I'm not going to make the play. I certainly think it changes his evaluation. Yeah, it's it's easier to buy in because you. I mean, I, I thought he'd run around a five flat. I, I figured he'd run really, really well. You see that on tape, but it's it goes back to weight management. It goes back to conditioning, which has been a major factor for him, and it goes back to being able to rush the passer. I mean, this guy rushed the passer. I know everybody talks about he didn't play on third downs. Okay, that means something, but it also you there still are six hundred plus snaps of him. In college, rushing the passer, then like 608 snaps. He has 30 pressures to show for it. And he's got that athleticism at that size. So it's don't give me this he wasn't asked to rush the passer. 
He just didn't play third down. Those are not those are not the same. Right, it's not mutually exclusive. Correct. Well, and the thing about Jordan Davis, I mean, obviously, we already said it. Best combine ever. Oh, by the way, I mean, Devontae Wyatt, Travis Jones, Perrion Winfrey, right. those guys were exceptional as well. <laughs> they just weren't freaking 341 pounds and ran 478 with a, what do you have, a 32-inch vert? Yes. 34, something like that? Crazy, man. So I'm, I'm excited what? to see where he, I'm excited to see where the league ends up landing on him. Because I do think there's a disconnect between how he tested and what he played like. And this is one of those you go back to the tape and you look for the context clues. And I think we have pretty good direction as far as why the discrepancy exists. But how do you negotiate that? And how do you ensure that you get the combined version of him as an athlete and not the George Bulldogs version of him as an athlete? I don't know. Let me let me pin you down now. Um, what's his what's his range? Top 15, top 20, top 25, top 10? Uh, I'd say top 20 lock. I'd say probable top 15. That's fair. I'll take that. I mean, I don't want, I don't feel super comfortable getting into the top 10 because like I said, I just mocked four, four pass or four uh, pass blockers, four offensive tackles in the top eight. And then you are going to have three or four pass rushers. Kyle Hamilton, the corners, like I just, from a traditional positional value standpoint, I just don't think he's going to get into that, crack that top 10. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselings and financial aid is available. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. Join one over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash draft dudes. How about Trayvon Walker, man? Georgia? Yes. Uh, just uh, just he, ran, unru- he ran a ver- verified 451. You got it. 70 pounds? You got it. And jumped. Wait, was did he touch 40 on the vert? 38? Uh, hold on. Let me make sure these are important numbers. Uh, 35 and a half on the vert, 10, three broad, six, eight, nine, three cone, four, three, two, 20 yard short shuttle. Monster. Six, nine, three cone for him when flexibility was a concern, right? It will. hmm. I don't think so anymore. Now his functional play style. I thought you saw hit. I thought you saw what level of bend he did have best when he was in a slashing role and was stunting and twisting and involved in games to loop back inside. Um, 
But with the length that he has, with the power that he has, with the explosiveness that he has, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over if he can't Brian Burns it around the outside or Von Miller around the outside. Right. He's going to be just fine. And he's probably going to be top, top – I think he's a top 10 lock. And I should think be. he's prob- probable for top eight. I think when you just kind of like – Look at this entire edge class, which we love, obviously. They all did well, man. All of them. Yeah. KT, Hutch, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, Boye Mafe. All of these guys killed it. Even Karloftis, what he was able to do. 30 38 vert, 10 1 broad. 60, 268, I think. Yeah. Um, was there. I don't think that this is probably the position group in which I didn't think there was a single player whose athletic profile did not match what they we thought they were on tape. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Uh, like a million percent. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Except for my That's Jay a Sanders. great way to put it. 228 pounds. He was like sick. I, I mean. Yeah. That's kind of a, Just a com- I think you throw it out and see how he looks at the pro day. Yeah. And obviously get well soon, man. That we, when that number 228 came through, I'm like, this is a typo, right? Like this is it's 248, right? Or, no, it's 228. Well, I mean, it, you could tell it doesn't surprise right. me that, it, that he gets sick and he loses weight like that. You you can tell by his frame that he's a hard gainer, right? Like he's really got to yeah. work to, to add mass on his frame. So you get sick, can't move. You're not eating as much. Yeah, I mean that's it's gonna drop. So hopefully he bounces back. Hopefully he can get back up into the upper two thirties in time for the pro day and well, at least carry some of of what he had worked to add on and showcase what we think his true athletic profile is. Felt like the linebackers kind of fell into suit as well in terms of, I mean, fast guys ran fast. The, the Georgia kids, Tyndall, Troy Anderson's a monster. Four four two. Uh, Leo Chanel. Chad Muma. Yeah, he had a great. Muma ran great. four six and jumped like thirty nine or forty in the vert. Forty with a ten nine broad. Didn't he run a seven oh nine or seven oh six in the three cone too? Um, I don't have that number in front of me. U.S.O.B. Damon Clark four six two thirty six and a half ten yeah. seven broad. And he's got Leo threes for arms, so like yeah. length is there. Chanel with the 40 in the vert, right? Yeah. Four, five, seven, 40, 40 and a half vert, 10, eight broad. But he didn't bench. He didn't. Um, I don't see it. I don't think he did. I mean, it was like the big rumor was he was going to throw 40 plus on the bench up, but he doesn't need it now. He's strong. We, we, we know well, Leo Chanel. Here's strong. the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, the question with Leo Chanel was never whether or not he was explosive in straight line situations. Yeah, it's the agility stuff, right? Like, yes. And he like nobody did agilities. What percentage Correct. of players that attended the combine do you think ran the agilities? 20%? I, not, not a single running back did. Not a single one. Like I think like two receivers did. I guess this is, think- this, this is probably a part of your consequences for putting benching and Mm-hmm. Testing in the same day, right? You want to be strong for the benching, but if you're strong, you're probably going to load up and from a nutritional standpoint, and then 
you got all that explosiveness and you can go straight line situation, but if you want to be agile, like it's, you're probably going to have a different prep approach for one versus the other. So I guess we're looking forward to a in, massive influx in agilities where the home cooking's on the stopwatch um, in the next <laughs> six, six, seven weeks. How about some of these corners, man? Tariq Wollin, obviously, with his 4-2-6. He's, he's a freak. He's a he total didn't even freak. do his best test. Which was we've what? The broads. Broads. No, we've oh, heard broad. his broad was the best test. He didn't even do it. He's explosive, He hit 42 man. in the vert. Said peace out. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt with a 4-3-8. Let's go, man. And Delonte Taylor, another player guy. like Lance Kyer Elam is a four three nine guy. We will. We will. We will. Okay. Uh, Lance Zerline saying teams are likely going to add zero zero point zero five to zero point zero six seconds to times due to the conditions of the track. Well, what was up with the track? I think it's new turf. Oh, is it? So it's the like guys are getting a little more bounce, bad. huh? Well, it's like exceptionally fast, yeah. Well, then probably a bad idea yeah. to, to not run if you chose not to run. <laughs> that was good. That was my question at the top of the show is, is like historical context. This is not like this might not be just like this historically fate, crazy fast group. They may be having the benefit of a different running surface than every other player who's come through the combine. Those controls are always difficult, man, you know? Right. Because eventually you have to put new turf in every however many years. We make if them run on grass. How, if anybody knows what the shelf life is for turf, please let us know. <laughs> well, uh, that's Add a, that to our lexicon of knowledge. Toss a big wet blanket over all these times, man. <laughs> I guess for some of these guys, even if you add, add it, it's still really good times. Right, right. You think Jelani Woods is going to lose sleep over being a four 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 six six instead of a four six one at two hundred sixty pounds? Right. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Well, I guess if you tested bad with a great track, then we got some real questions for you. Yeah. Which which brings us to the last player I think we need to touch on, and that's Kyle Hamilton. He was tied for the slowest time in the safety group. Four yep. five nine. UDFA? What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Big slow oversized linebacker playing I, safety. Yeah, but you know what? I don't <laughs> I didn't think he looked himself. And I don't know if you would agree with that. But I did not he think jumped Kyle high. Hamilton. Yeah. I didn't think he looked like the player with the kind of elite range that we did see at Notre Dame. So I'm interested to see what the pro day number looks like for him a lot. I didn't really have questions about his range when I watched him on tape. And I think that's probably the most important thing, right? Right. But there is a, there was a disconnect for me. I was expecting a high four fours and he was about a 10th of a second slower than that. So, yeah, I agree with you. I was, I was like, Hey, when I saw that, because the jumps came in really good, and you're like, all right, here we go, Kyle Hamilton. Right, right. So I think well, that's fair. Here we go off to see uh, 
the rest of our team for a TDN scouting staff meeting and a TDM meeting, which means we got to wrap this thing up and get the heck out of here. So we hope you guys enjoyed kind of the post wrap for the 2022 NFL combine. We certainly enjoyed providing you with coverage of the event. Uh, We are looking forward to the rest of this week. We got some really good content coming the rest of this week. So make sure you hit subscribe and stay dialed in here at TDN and draft dudes. Thank our friends at bet online for their continued support of the podcast. And we want to thank you for tuning in, make it a good one. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.